Welcome to our continuing series on tefillah. And it's during these what I'll call mini shiurim that we try to spend a few minutes cultivating a deeper sense of appreciation and a deeper sense of understanding as to what it is that we're trying to accomplish when we daven. What is it that we're trying to be? What is it that we're trying to become? What is it that we're trying to do when we establish this dialogical connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? And today I want to share with you an incredible insight by the great tzaddik, the Piazetzner of Klonomis, Kamus Shapira, Shemi Kom Dama, the Rebbe of Piazetzner in Poland, the Rebbe, again, who's probably most well-known for his Sefer Ish Kodesh, Drushas delivered in the Warsaw Ghetto, a number, authored a number of others, so amongst them Chovas HaTalmidim. And in the Sefer Chovas HaTalmidim, which again is an incredible and overwhelming Sefer in and of itself, the Rebbe addresses himself to the obligations of students. You know, whenever we think about Chinuch, we speak about the obligations of that teachers, Rebbeim, have towards students. The Piagetzna highlights that students have obligations also in order for their educational process and experience to be meaningful, successful, and fulfilling. Students have to take ownership as well. So nestled here, the Rebbe discusses about how to become an inspired person. And he discusses that tefillah, tefillah, davening prayer, is an essential part of establishing, cultivating, and sustaining one's personal inspiration. And I want to read to you an incredible paragraph. The Rebbe writes, Have a margil Now this phrase by itself is not at all surprising because the truth is one can find it in many svarim. Literally translated, Have a margil. A person should become accustomed to or habituate themselves to have kavana, concentration, and literally again an awakening in tefillah. So what the Rebbe is clearly telling us is that tefillah prayer should not become something done by rote. Prayer should not become something that is just happens. There's something I just do. I do shachris, mincha, mayriv. You know, you ever have those tefillahs where you daven? And I'm pretty sure I daven because I was in shul, I was in the minyan, I had my siddur open. But experientially, I don't really know what happened. The Rebbe says, don't do that. Don't do that. When a person davens, margil, habituate yourself. Lechavin ulis ora betfilah. Have kavana. Have kavana. And allow your tefillah to be an awakening experience. His orerus, a rejuvenating, awakening experience. And even in these words of the Rebbe, the PhD is teaching us so many profound lessons when it comes to tefillah. First, the lotion of margil, hergil, means become accustomed to, habituated. Accustomed to doing something doesn't mean that it happens all the time. It just means that you're trying, which is so incredibly important. There is no one of us who always has an inspired or kavana concentration-filled tefillah. In fact, for many of us, most of the time we don't have kavana. Most of the time it's not inspired, but sometimes it is. Or maybe for some, most of the times it is, sometimes it's not. But the common denominator, common denominator in the tefillah experience is that almost no one has kavana all of the time. Almost no one has his orus and awakening all of the time. That's why have a margil. Accustom yourself, become habituated, not all of the time, but try to whatever degree possible. The Rebbe then goes on. So kavana, kavana, concentration, concentration, and ultimately his orus, an awakening, an excitement. So says Rebbe, how do you accomplish this? That's great. Right, right. Like I said, you could find that line, I think, anywhere. Any, I think everyone would agree. The goal is to have kavana, the goal is to have an awakening. So how do you do it? Listen to the words of the Piazetzna. Metchila bedvarim hamedabrim mitzrachecha. The Rebbe says, begin by focusing, by utilizing tefillah as an opportunity to focus on your needs. 
Kigon ba'atachonin la'adam das. For example, again in Shmona Esrei, the bracha of atachonin la'adam das. What do I ask for in that bracha? I ask Hashem for wisdom. Hashivenu avimu l'sarasacha. Or in the bracha where I ask Hashem to enable me, to help me do tshuva. Bari chalinu. Where in Shmona Esrei I ask for parnasa. Shehi ba'kashas ha'parnasa uchidome. So says there something amazing. How do you start your journey towards kavana, towards concentration? How do you begin your journey ultimately again towards his odorous and awakening in tefillah? Begin by focusing on your needs. And he says, And then later on you come to the other pieces of davening as well. And when I saw this piece by the Piazetzna, I was absolutely astounded. Because the truth is, the truth is, we spoke about in our last year the concept that tefillah is about creating relationship. And so relationship is not just about asking what you want, right? Remember every parent, every parent goes through this, where your child will ask you for stuff. And you know you have that conversation with your child at a certain point in time, that I'm not just here to give you stuff, let's have relationship, let's bring this to the next level. So we all know that petitional prayer, asking Hashem for things, is a fundamental part. But often we think that that's the second part of tefillah, the real essence of tefillah, is the praise of Hashem, the acknowledgement of Hashem, the talking to Hashem. And here I have the Piaget's not turning this on its head. And the Piaget's says, no, no, no. The way to begin to cultivate a sense of kavana, concentration, the way to begin to cultivate a sense of his odorous awakening and excitement in tefillah is dafka by focusing on your needs. Focus on your requests. Focus on the parts, petitional prayer, specifically in Shemona Esrei. Hashem, I need this. Hashem, I need this. Hashem, I need this. Hashem, I need this. So the page says, focus on those parts first. Have Kavana there. And then you cultivate Kavana in other areas as well. And I think that the page is teaching us a number of important lessons. Why should I start with my needs? Because the goal is to establish a real dialogue with Hashem. That's the goal of tefillah. Create a real dialogue. And the nature of the human condition is, every day I need something. There's always something I need. Right? There's never a day that begins where I say, you know what? Good day today. I need nothing. Never happened. Never happened. Difference I eventually never happened for any of you. We always need something. We always need something. So if the goal of tefillah is the creation of a relationship, and the relationship is created through dialogue, I want it to be consistent dialogue. How do you cultivate consistent dialogue? By focusing in my dialogue with Hashem on what I need. Because every day I need something. And if every day I need something, then by definition, that allows the dialogue to be consistent. Says the Piazetzna, Kavana doesn't start in Psuki de Zimra. And Kavana doesn't start in the Halalukas. And Kavana doesn't start even in Ashra. You know where real Kavana begins? Real Kavana begins in Shemona Esrei. Real Kavana begins with asking Hashem, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. That's what creates relationship. But there's one more piece that Piazetzna teaches us. Why does asking for your needs create relationship? Because ultimately to ask someone for something means you have to make yourself vulnerable to that person. If I come over to you and I say, you know what, Plony, Ruvain, I need a thousand dollars. I'm short on my bills, I need a thousand dollars. I'm making myself vulnerable to you by telling you, by acknowledging that I am not self-sufficient, by acknowledging that I can't do this on my own, by acknowledging that I need you, I need you. And it's hard to make ourselves vulnerable. 
And though it sounds strange, because conceptually or intellectually, we all know that we need HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But it's interesting how human nature is such that the one thing we yearn for more than anything is to be self-sufficient. You know, they say that's one of the most commonly articulated words by children. The most common first word that children say is no. So I'm sure there are good reasons for it. It's monosyllabic. I'm sure there are multiple reasons for it. But at least on a hashkafic level, what does no represent? No represents the initial flexing of muscles of self-autonomy. That little baby says, don't tell me what to do. No, no, I'm self-sufficient. I'm the man. I can handle this. I can do this. Don't worry. I, I can't take care of myself. I am walking around in a diaper. I, all of these. No, 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 no. I am self-sufficient. Why? Because almost innately, innately, we do not want to acknowledge our vulnerability. Now, the truth is this comes from a holy place. We're made b'tselem elokim. We are made in the image of Hashem. And Hashem is not vulnerable, right? Because at the end of the day, HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs nothing. He needs nothing. Therefore, there's never a need for Him to make Himself vulnerable to anything or to anyone else. But we are vulnerable. But sometimes a corrupted Selam Elohim prevents me from making myself vulnerable. How do I, and you can't, you can't have relationship if you're not willing to make yourself vulnerable. So says the Piaget, now how does a person create vulnerability? By saying, Hashem, I need this. I need that. I need you. Because at the end of the day, there's nothing in this life that I can do without you. There's nothing in this life that I could accomplish without you. If we go through Shmona Esrei, we ask Hashem for everything. I need Hashem for knowledge. I need Hashem for tshuva. I need Hashem for parnosa. I need Hashem for refuah. I need Hashem for redemption, national, personal. I need Hashem for everything. For everything. But when I ask Hashem for my needs, it's not just that I'm asking Him for something. I'm making myself vulnerable. I can't do it on my own. I need you. I need you to help me. I need you to be with me. I need a relationship with you. I need a relationship with you. Says the Piazetsna, this is why the first step in meaningful prayer, it's amazing, is not focusing on the parts of tefillah that are focused on the praise of Hashem, but it's focusing on the parts of tefillah where we ask for our needs from God. That, says the Piazetsna, is where Kavana starts. That's where inspiration starts. Because when I summon up the courage to really ask Hashem for what I need, what I'm acknowledging is my personalistic vulnerability. What I'm acknowledging is I can't do it on my own. What I'm acknowledging is I need you in my life, emotional, every step of the way. And when I do that, I'm creating relationship. And in that moment when I create relationship, that's called kavana. But what's kavana? So of course you can say kavana is having concentration on the words. That's true. But the highest level of kavana is the creation of relationship. What's the greatest level of inspiration in tefillah? When I feel that I'm davening to a God who I need and who wants me. That's where Kavana, that's where his oruru starts, says the Piazetsna. Not in the hymns and not in the praises and not even in the thanksgiving, but in all of the requests. If we could just lower our guard a little bit and make ourselves vulnerable, recognizing that when we ask Hashem for things, we're not just simply asking as a form of praise. We're asking because we really need Hashem. I'm making myself vulnerable. I need you. I want you. Then says the Piazetsna, we are one step closer to true Kavana. We're one step closer to true awakening. 
and inspiration and excitement in the tefillah experience. Wishing everyone a wonderful day.